Hey guys, uh, I wanted to welcome you to our Good Friday service. Uh, I'm so glad you came to join us. Um, wasn't that great that we took communion uh, the way we did? I mean, I, I know we're in a, a special circumstance right now, and maybe some of you guys took communion with wine, juice, some unleavened bread, but most of us, we don't have any of that stuff. Um, I love the fact that maybe some of you guys did take it with orange juice or Gatorade and had some Cheez-Its or something. Um, it reminded me of my, when I got married to Grace, uh, we said our I do's and we said our vows. And we decided as a couple that the first thing that we were going to do after we did that was to take communion. And so we went to take communion for a little bit and uh, it was a very special time. But the funny thing was uh, the bread was a baked manapua. <laughs> and so it, it kind of reminds me of, of this that, you know, when I got married, uh, I took the bread, but it also had salty pork in it. So that's my story. Um, <laughs> um, but you know what? It's not important what we take communion uh, with. It's important why we take communion. And on Good Friday, that's exactly why we take communion, is because Jesus Christ died for you and me. We remember what Jesus did on Good Friday. And the one thing I want to say to you guys today in all that we're going through is that God, God is with you. God is with you in, in your suffering. God is with us in this pandemic. And there's a, there's a great song that we sing. I mean, I hope you guys have been enjoying the worship uh, online. I mean, we, ha we have a great worship team uh, when they were doing it live, but it's been amazing just sitting in uh, our living rooms or in our kitchen, just worshiping God with amazing worship. But a song that we've been singing for the last couple months was a song, is a song called Another in a Fire. I hope you guys love that one, uh, In the Fire. And that one just means a lot to me. But I, here's the one thing that I hope you know about that song. I hope you know the background story about that song, um, that it's about um, that God is with us. And that's what I want to I share with you. But uh, it's actually about a, an event that happened in the Old Testament with these three guys uh, named Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And uh, long story short, what happened was the Israelites were taken to Babylon. They were, they were uh, captive and they were taken to another nation and they were under a rule of this king named Nebuchadnezzar, real selfish guy. Uh, and so this king decided to build a whole statue of himself and he made a couple laws. And one of the laws was, was when you hear a song, hear this specific song, that you have to bow down to it. So the music would play, and once you hear it, everyone has to stop what they're doing, and they have to worship the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, the second part of that law was, if you didn't do it, you would be immediately thrown into this blazing fire furnace. And so um, the day came when uh, the music was playing, and everyone was bowing down, worshiping the statue that was put up, and there was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they weren't bowing down. You know why? Because they were Israelites. They worshiped God, the one true God that they, they knew. And, and so everyone was looking around going, why are we bowing down? And they're not. And so a bunch of guys ratted on, on them, told Nebuchadnezzar. And so we're going to catch up to the story right now in Daniel 3. It says this in verse 14. It says, uh, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refu re refuse to serve my gods 
or to worship the gold statue I have set up. I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace and then, uh, and, and then what God will be able to rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, get this, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need, need to defend ourselves before you. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. So that's the reply to the king. Obviously, he got upset. And so what happened is he was so mad that he commanded his soldiers to make that fire that they were about to get thrown into seven times hotter than usual. Um, It was so hot that actually when they tied uh, the, the guys up, and threw him in the fire, the soldiers that threw him in actually got killed because it was so hot. So here we are uh, in verse 24. We catch up to the story again. And this happened. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a god. Then Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stepped out of the fire. Then the high officers, officials, governors, and advisors crowded around them and saw that the fire had not not touched them. Not a hair on their heads was singed, and their clothing was not scorched. They didn't even smell of smoke. Now that is a miracle. They were in the fire, unharmed, unburned, walking around in it, They even came out of the furnace and they didn't even smell like smoke. That is a miracle. That is an amazing story. But here's the most amazing thing. That when Nebuchadnezzar was looking in, he saw a fourth figure, a fourth man in there. And he said, it looks like a God. Actually, in the the New King James Version, verse 25 says this, that Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, the fourth guy looks like a son, the son of God. And I don't want to get too deep into this right now, but theologians use a big term called the pre-incarnate Jesus. And what that really means is that before Jesus came on earth to save us and to die on the cross, there are some rare instances in the Old Testament when they believe Jesus showed up to save his people in, in certain instances. And I don't want to get too deep into that because I want to get to the point that theologians believe that was Jesus in the fire. Now let's get back to that song, Another in the Fire. Isn't that a great picture? When you sing, Another in the Fire, there was someone there with me. Isn't that a great picture? That Jesus is with you in your fire, in your suffering, whatever you're going through. 
that he's there with you. Um, I love that line. It says, there was another in the fire standing next to me. Don't you, isn't that a great thing to believe that in the darkest of times that God is with you? Um, I have to kind of tell you an embarrassing story. Um, there was a time when um, well, we had a staff meeting, and uh, in the middle of the staff meeting, I started bawling like a little baby. And, uh, and here's the reason why. Uh, I, was, I was going through stuff. It was last year some, sometime, and I was wrestling with God with some things. I was just going, what's going on? And um, I went to our staff meeting uh, with that kind of like, oh, kind of down a little bit. And then we got all together, and as usual, we usually open up with a worship song. So Trevor just started singing Another in the Fire. And me, in the mood I was in, I was just like, okay, I'll just sing the songs. I love this song. It's a great song. I'll just worship, worship God as best I can. And then something hit me. And in the middle of the song, I was just overwhelmed, and I just started crying. And I just I couldn't help it. I was just like, the floodgates you know, started coming. And... If you know me, if you've hung around me enough, you know one thing. I'm kind of a crybaby. I, I do cry. I'm Filipino. I'm emotional. It happens. But I'm going to tell you one thing. It's still embarrassing. It's still something I don't want to do, but I couldn't help it. And here's the one thing I want to tell you. It wasn't the reason that, God, that I knew that God was with me, that, that song was saying, Another in the Fire. I, I'm confident my God is with me. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. You know what got me? You know what made me cry and, and, and become overwhelmed? It was the fact that I was reminded of what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said right before they went into the flames. So let, me, let me read that again. Um, in in um, verse 17, they said this to the king, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the, God, the gold statue you have set up. See, I'm about to cry right now, just reading that. And here's why. Because I realized that they were saying two things, that my God is able to save us, that he's the all-powerful God. He is the creator. He is amazing, that he is able to save me. He has the power to do that. That was the one thing they said. The second thing they said is, if he doesn't, we're not gonna bow to you, Nebuchadnezzar, and we will still worship our God. Man, when that hit me, it was basically saying, my God is able to handle my circumstances. But even if he doesn't, even if I don't understand, even if the worst happens, I will not bow to my circumstances I will continue to bow and worship my God. And that's why I started crying. And uh, that's the one thing I want to say to you guys, is that I, I want to encourage you that you would have the same heart of Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego right before they were thrown into the fire. That even if you don't understand what's going on, even in your suffering, even if the worst happens. I know it's a scary time right now. Even if all that went down, you will still worship your God. Even if it hurts, he is still worthy of praise. Amen? And I want to encourage you with that. Um, let's get back to Jesus. 
because it's Good Friday, right? And what does this have to do, be, uh, uh, do with Jesus? Well, a, a lot, actually. And uh, so just to recap what happened on Good Friday, we know that Jesus was convicted of a crime that he didn't commit, that Jesus was sinless, but he was uh, convicted as a sinner, that um, he was beaten, he was bloodied, that he, he had a crown of thorns on his head, um, that he carried his cross all on the way to being crucified, that he was nailed to the cross and hung there for hours. He was speared. But I want to point out one thing that happened on the cross, which is an amazing event. In Matthew 27, verse 45, it says this. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. At about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemma, Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Now, if you guys know this verse and you know the background of this verse, you know that Jesus is, is quoting his, his descendant, uh, King David, in Psalm 22. Uh, but I also believe this, that he wasn't just quoting a scripture, that he was actually expressing something that was out of his heart. Um, and for a long time at, at, uh, growing up as a Christian, I, I didn't understand this verse, but I understand it now. It, it's because in that moment... In that moment, he was separated from God, his father. And he actually literally said, why have you abandoned me? But he already knew the why. You know why? Because in that moment, Jesus carried the weight of all of our sin. He was considered a sinner in that moment. And he was separated for the first time from his father. And he felt the wrath of God. And he got beaten, he got bloodied, he got hung on a cross. And on top of that, he was separated from God. And um, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says this, for God made the only one, Jesus, who did not know sin to become sin for us, so that we who did not know righteousness might become the righteousness of God through our union with him. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Let me put it this way. God separated himself from his only son for a little while to be with you for eternity. Jesus endured beating, being crucified, separated and abandoned by his Father, so that you could be with Jesus and could be with God. And I want to tell you right now that he did that 2,000 years ago, and he's doing it for you today, that he is with you. I have another story, uh, another confession, actually, another time that I was uh, struggling and wrestling with God. It was about two weeks ago uh, when this whole lockdown and COVID uh, thing hit. I was struggling a little bit. And you're probably wondering like, wow, Pastor Tom, you really struggle with God a lot. And uh, I, I kind of do. But, but here's the one thing that I have to say. If, if I'm struggling, I know you're struggling. I know you're asking the same exact questions. And so there was one day uh, I was just like, 
man, God, like what's going on? We, we sing these songs that says, God, you will never fail us. And I was thinking, wow, what's up with that? I feel like you're failing right now. And I even was bold enough to ask God this. Do you even care? Do you even care, God? And you know what happened in that moment? A very, a very famous verse came to mind just immediately. Uh, you might know that verse, very popular verse, John 3.16. And it says this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but uh, have eternal life. Now, this is a popular verse. This is the verse. This is the Good Friday verse. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And I had to be reminded in that moment that my God proved his love for me 2,000 years ago through giving his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for me and for you. And it was in that moment where I, I, I realized, you know what? My God does care. My God does love me. My God is with me right now. And I want to encourage you that he's with you as well. And uh, we took communion earlier and we're going to be worshiping, and I hope you come and join us in many more times of, of worship. But I hope you always remember what Jesus did on the cross. You always remind yourself he is with you, that he loves you, that he cares for you. I hope the next time we sing Another in the Fire, that you really just take in those words. And there's this one line that says this, I know I will never be alone that because of Jesus, because of Good Friday, when you sing those lyrics, it's not some words that you're just mindlessly saying, that there's, that's, it's something that you really truly believe, that God is with you, that you will never be alone. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, I believe that. Lord, I thank you that you took the suffering and the pain and the beating and the ultimate pain of being separated from God, your Father. You did it for us. Thank you so much. God, thank you for sending him. Thank you for this whole incredible plan to rescue us, God. I thank you, God, for that. Thank you for Good Friday. Thank you that it is a true celebration, even though we're just, man, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of a morning time remembering it, but you set us free because of the act that you gave your life for us. If you don't know Jesus, if you're not sure that you have a personal relationship with him, I wanna say a prayer with you right now. If you're not sure that God is with you, well, that's why Jesus came to die on the cross so that you can be with him. And all he asks is that you believe in that, that you acknowledge Jesus. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe you rose again from the grave three days later. That's why we celebrate Easter, that he is alive and well, that he's the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And all he's asking you simply is to believe and acknowledge that he did it. And that because of that, because he gave his life, that you would give your life. 
So I would invite you right now, if you're not sure, if you've never, never said a prayer like that, maybe it's a rededication. I want you to just say these words like it's your own prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I come before you right now on this good Friday. I give you my life and I surrender it over to you because you gave your life for me. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you were beaten and bloodied for me. God, thank you so much for this plan of salvation. I believe it. I give you my life. I surrender it over to you. I declare myself a born-again Christian, a follower of Jesus. Lord, I am so grateful for what you've done for me. Thank you, my Lord and my Savior and my friend. In Jesus' precious name we all pray. Amen.